hello everybody. Here we are for another podcast, Remnant Revealed. Howdy, Rick. (laughs) I told you I was going to make it different. Hey, don't forget to subscribe Mm. and hit that bell. (laughs) Yep. Don't make me laugh too much. So what's wrong with you? Why are you grimacing and wincing? Well, I broke some ribs. Instead of having ribs, which I love to which you we know, talked smoke about ribs, right? Doc Westfall. Yeah, kind of had a little uh, had a little moment and a little fall and and uh, just walking them. Short down. ribs, and bruised a lung. No, I had to do it upright. I had to shove something up in my rib cage to bruise my lung. Good. So this was some violent confrontation that you had. Yeah. Oh, it was violent. <laughs> <laughs> it was violent, all right. You could say it was a vehicle crash or a near crash. Oh, really? Yeah, almost okay. ran over myself. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> there you go. You're that's, laughing again. This is going to be this whole podcast. Run over yourself. Me having sp- spiritual Tourette's. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Just yelling out. So you're yeah. really in pain. I am, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I am. So how'd you break your rib? Um, you. <laughs> <laughs> so when he says is this a sporting injury when he says he picks on me all the time that is a lie a bald face lie so you had a sp- it's he picks on me all an the athletic time. injury I had an athletic injury hmm. L- let me correct something uh you know because this is the week of the 150th anniversary at saint andrews the home of golf oh. where golf started it's the open huge week yeah Major, major golf tournament. But what you and I should never do ever again in life. Is play golf. Which I've, well, thank you. Because that just makes me mad. It's a stupid game. (laughs) I'm much better at fishing than I am at golfing. But, you know, I love golf. I I enjoy it. It's it's always, you're always definitely trying to get better. No doubt about it. Well, the good thing about golf, though, is it's low impact. It's not like a violent sport like football yeah, or something right, like something that. Right, something like that. Yeah, nobody's running, yeah. or, or you would think that. Should be low risk of Should injury. Be. And, you know, we use golf tournaments and law enforcement and other things to help raise money for fallen officers and their families. Or Is that uh, what you were doing? Uh, actually, no. That's okay. not what I was doing, but I was just trying to mm-hmm. bring some continuity to uh, my my injury. No, so how did you get injured? How do you break a, a rib playing golf? Well, there are, the new golf carts have these hard plastic armrests, and um, you know it's going to be good when you start with well. Yep. Well, win a little something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what it was was, um, <laughs> and uh, a lot of times, uh, if you're playing a scramble or somebody throws your ball back to you from out of bounds, whatever, you'll run by it on the golf cart. Everybody's done this and lean mm-hmm. out of the golf cart, scoop the ball up with your hand and motor on to your next hole or whatever. whatever Is that what happened there? And that's what I did. However, however, uh, the armrest got in the way of my rib cage. Oh, and um, I lost my grip on the <laughs> steering wheel. So you're leaning out the cart, leaning out of the cart. Well, I'm starting to lean out of the cart while you're driving, while I'm driving. Mm. I wasn't going super fast, mm-hmm. but leaning out of the cart, about to lean down and grab my ball while I'm driving, lost my grip on the steering wheel, 
the front tires went sideways. I went the other way because I was already leaning that way. Mm. Old slam down on that. On top of the arm armrest. And where it comes out makes the little V. Yeah. Perfectly broke my (laughs) bottom rib and shoved up in my lung. Hmm. Well, I hung there. (laughs) (laughs) Like like a side of meat in a Rocky movie. Uh On that uh, armrest because, of course... You know, when you're going out, one leg goes up, carry it to break. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to finish this podcast. I'm going to need an IV by the time we're done here. Mm. But, um, yeah. So I got my breath and uh, and walked around for a few minutes. So you went to the you went right to the doctor. Mm, no, no. no. What did no, you do? No, because because. <laughs> Because of this, this is like an interview, right? By it's the like, way. like like the Hollands don't quit, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. our phrase. I taught the boys that from uh, being little boys all the way up. That's how I survived <clears> cancer <throat> twice, and and how we even became parents. And all, we just don't quit. We just that's our so family's you motto. You didn't quit playing golf when you broke your rib. No, I played. Uh, I played six more holes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everybody that's wow. going you idiot you you're you're right it was very stupid by the end of it i really could not hardly uh, breathe breathe uh, but i played a good game <laughs> because it made me slow, slow down, down. Mm-hmm. and not whack at the ball like yeah. crazy and so actually i did pretty good at the end so that's a secret crack a rib crack a rib you'll play better wow so, uh, so you're still in quite a bit of pain. I am, I am, and it, I'm. I don't know. I may have rolled over on it last night or something, but it's been a little more sensitive this morning. But so, if you scream out or wince or grimace, yeah, if I do that, this, yes, it's not Tourette's. It's, it's just, it's no. just that I'm in pain. Pain from if your I injury. cough or whatever. Yeah. So I apologize to everybody watching. Uh, we love you. Please don't hang out of your golf cart ever again. <laughs> No, I was not drinking. Keep I've your been hands asked that question inside more this the cart. That is correct. Hmm. All right. Just stop Lesson the cart, learned. get out, bend over, pick your ball up, get back in the cart. That should be the best process. I'm pretty sure that most people aren't going to follow that no matter what I say, but it did result in some pain. I'm looking at four to eight weeks for the rib, eight to 12 weeks for the cartilage. Wow. And uh, trying to and breathe. nothing you can really do for it. They don't even wrap you anymore. As a matter of fact, they're you know the doctor said you, you need to breathe as deep as possible, which by the way hurts like crazy. <laughs> but you need to breathe as deep as possible so you don't get pneumonia in that lung. Oh, thank you very much. So, um, yeah, you know how to have fun. I do. Yeah, yeah, it's a party, but nobody ever comes to my parties. <laughs> I wonder why. The good thing is it doesn't keep me from drinking coffee. No, no. And we've got plenty more here. And we've got plenty more. Yeah. Cheers to you. Yeah. And um, thankfully, uh, we're doing good. Well, while you are out, um, <clears throat> being the fine athletic supporter that you are. Um, Careful. <laughs> Careful. Um, I ran into an old friend of mine that's a retired officer. Yeah. And he also happens to be the uh, commander the department commander for the state of Indiana for the American wow. Legion. Oh, wow. And so Mark there gave me a 
an American Legion coin, challenge coin. That is a very nice challenge coin. From the commander of the Indiana Department, Department of Indiana American Legion. So shout out to all of our members of the American Legion and all that they do. And all um, of our military, if you're watching. I and now they, are. Yeah, and they also honor law enforcement. That's awesome. Uh, in all their different districts and areas, they seek out law yeah. enforcement officers and honor them for different work that they do and whatnot. So it was good seeing him, but also good to see that he's still giving back through service through the Legion. That's awesome. And, you know, there's a lot of cops that started in the military as military police. Well, and we also, sometimes people don't know this, but we have American Legion posts that are police posts. Um, And often at um, maybe like at FOPs or police union halls or whatnot, and they meet there, but it's a... It's an American Legion police post. Okay. I actually just saw one on Twitter, I think, that was a it's a newly established one in the Central Park area in New York. Oh, wow. It's the NYPD <clears throat> um, Legion post there. So How about that? Uh, pretty neat to see. And, you know, it's a way that officers who were mil- who are military veterans right. and whatnot also. Still um, stay connected. Yeah. In that. Yeah, it's a awesome. nice connection. So, it is a nice connection. Shout out to all those folks. We also had the opportunity. <clears throat> we've talked about it a couple times on the channel here, but we also recently had an opportunity to do another assembly day of yeah, trauma right. kits yeah. uh, for officers throughout our state, but really Here's the Midwest. The Here's one of those kit. kits there. And uh, this one was hosted by the um, team members, um, <clears throat> different employees, at Lucas Oil. Oh, wow. Which is a well-known oil yeah. distributor throughout the country right. and uh, also a big supporter of uh, professional sports here in Indianapolis. They have the name of the football stadium for the Indianapolis Colts here and do all kinds of things to support law enforcement and um, great patriots. And uh, they came together and wanted to help provide an opportunity and a location to assemble these trauma kits. And we did a couple hundred of them, so that's a couple hundred more kits that will be going out to officers. And um, I thought maybe today we could show a little bit about the trauma kits so that people know exactly what we're talking about. They're very basic sure. kits, um, but have saved hundreds of lives now. Oh, my. And, it's like over 400, I think. And, yeah, that's right. And we yeah. know that we have officers that uh, sometimes work in smaller agencies, and they may not have the resources to have these kits provided to them. Yeah, you can uh, you can always uh, reach out to us and we can get you the I don't know what you call it the equipment list yeah, the list of, of what was with the specifics and yeah. you can order the components yourself. But these are actually a custom made bag, right? Yep, it's custom made bag. Uh, when we started that project, we had talking uh, to the microphone. We had a That's had better. a oh thank you. <laughs> we had a um, uh, we had a guy who actually traveled with special forces. Uh, special ops and um, and went out into the field to see exact and combat surgeons went out into the field to see what they use uh, to increase the amount of time from an injury or in a crisis uh, to sustain life until they could get them choppered out or get them in a in a place uh, and um, these bags uh, were designed by him they're ambidextrous so if you're wounded you lose fine motor skills in one of your uh, arms you can i mean you can open this bag with your teeth if you had to you know if you were uh but um the four basic life-saving 
parts of this kit have already saved multiple, multiple uh, hundreds of lives uh, in our area and abroad. And uh, I'm here to tell you they're they're fantastic. So um, this is a pair of uh, trauma shears, and uh, we have proven these, highly proven these. You can get cheaper stuff, uh, but it is not as effective, and it breaks. Right. So when people say, well, I could get that a whole lot. Well, we know that because we did all the research on mm-hmm. it. Uh, but the stuff you get doesn't work as well and it breaks in the field so yeah you want to have confidence how important is your life or the life of your partner or the life of a civilian right Right. so uh, these will cut through um, metal Uh, I I have personally Mm -hmm. cut through uh, metal over 98 times yep with one with the same pair of trauma shears and and I would still not want you to take and put my finger in one because yeah. it would cut it off. So that's important so because cut. it'll cut through the Kevlar that's on right. body armor. It'll cut through the leather on a duty belt or <clears throat> boots. Absolutely, cut through seat belts with clothing without a lot of. Pr- I mean, without a lot of trouble. That's right. right. That's right. So uh, those are those are excellent. I'll lay that right there. Um, this, of course, is called an OP airway. And uh, if you have someone that's not responsive, totally unconscious, if they're conscious, they'll let you know if you try to put this down their throat because they'll start gagging. But if their gag reflex is gone, uh, to keep their airway open, um, this goes in, then you turn, it sweeps the tongue out of the way, and then they breathe past that. You can Mm -hmm. see that little ridge. A gentleman fell out of his van, uh, dying of a heart attack. Uh, non-responsive, um, an officer used this, um, went down into his throat, swept it out of the way, got him to the hospital, and he survived. That's right. Um, it's about a 29-cent piece of plastic about that a 20, saved his yeah, life. Saved his life. This, of course, is one of the most, if not the most important part of the kit. It's used the most, used more than any other part, uh, and that is a uh, cat tourniquet. And... Um, and it can be self-applied. We always ask uh, officers to stage this um, to get this out in a loop. Because uh, if you it, once you lose your fine motor skills, uh, you don't want to try at that time to try to get everything staged and ready because it's right. too late. <clears throat> so we ask them to pull this out. It's got a little red spot there that tells you where the where the front of it is and then they can slip that over their leg uh, or slip it quickly over an arm pull that pull it down mm-hmm. like that real quick close it off and then it has this handle well, I can see I'm really encouraging you you know getting more coffee here. I'm really paying attention go ahead and 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 you turn this and then once you get the blood stopped, then you can lock that in mm-hmm. to that and then put the strap over it so it doesn't come off. Now, I know back in the day, I might have to have help getting that off now. <laughs> I don't need another injury. Um, back in the day, you know, people used to be concerned about um, using tourniquets and how I'll lose that limb, and that that's not the case at all. Yeah. 
uh, you can actually leave that on. Doctors will leave that on sometimes for hours. Uh, well, if I can tell you about that, yeah, our please. officers that have been using them here in the Midwest and Central Indiana, we've been able to demonstrate and show that our officers are applying those so well to themselves or to others that when once they re- arrive at the hospital and then they need follow-on emergency trauma surgery, um, the surgeons are leaving those tourniquets in place um, because the yeah. officers have applied them so well. <clears throat> and so they... Uh, keep them on throughout the surgical procedure and everything else. That's awesome. Yeah, this is a uh, this is called Noes bandage. We actually started out with what was called an Israeli bandage, right? That had um, a coagulant in it, right? And uh, surgeons told us that um, they didn't uh, like those because they had to clean too much of the flesh out. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second yeah. because sometimes I see guys with kits. They're usually uh, pre-made kits and um, ones that you buy online. Right. Somebody's marketing, trying to sell, whatever. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think the more they throw in the kit, you know, well, the more they can charge. And uh, But a lot of that stuff just gets in the way, and it it really could prove not to be useful. And what the surgeons told us is uh, like uh, the clotting material that you'll see a lot of times it's sold and marketed. They don't want that in there because then they got to debreed the wound. They got to clean it all out. And That's they're right. Wasting time. Right. And what they have said, you know, unless you're like in the desert or yeah. the jungle somewhere, right. and it, we're talking about multiple hours. Let's say you're out in the middle of Alaska. Right. And it's going to take you multiple hours to get an injured person back. Then maybe you consider something like that. But otherwise, urban and rural environments, if they if you can get to a trauma center relatively quickly within an hour or two or less, yep. they don't want it. They, they don't want it. Um, and, and of course, at moments like this, seconds matter. Minutes matter. That's why we did this was to try to extend that time yeah. from two to three minutes to over six minutes. That's right. Um, now, that's vacuum sealed, but when you rip it open, it um, expands. Oh, it, oh, yeah. It's huge. And then it's packed full of gauze, and that's the secret with that yeah. Oleus bandage. 24 hours. Within 24 hours, uh, part of the training that we did was on a uh, a wound uh, shot through and through on the arm, mm-hmm. and we used this bandage to show how you could. The packing of this bandage comes out; it's microfiber, right. and you can actually double stuff a wound. Yeah, and then it's got an ace bandage with little cleats on it. Right, it goes around itself, holds mm-hmm. with a little pressure cup. Mm-hmm. that will press down into the wound to actually help stop the bleeding. And that's the key. The the um, the material that you're using to pack that wound will start the clotting process right. naturally yeah. without the yep. other clotting materials. Uh, a little girl uh, was shot in the arm by a drive-by shooting yeah. within 24 hours of handing out this first kit. Saved her life. That's right. So these are very, very important you don't need to put a bunch, like Rick just said, you don't need a bunch of stuff in this bag. You really, you know, people go, only four? Yeah. That's all you need. You're not trying to play EMT or or, or be a doctor in the street. Mm-mm. We wanted you to stay doing your job. This helps you put something on yourself or on a partner or on a civilian, but still be able to keep situational awareness very focused in what you're doing, keep your hands free as possible uh, to handle whatever you're dealing with in that moment. Well, and once in <clears throat> once that um, folks see, it's it's like this back to basics concept, right? Yeah. 
And once folks see that, then they see that you can very affordably uh, have these kits. Now, what's interesting is we've got these four components, but the most expensive part of the whole kit is the bag itself because it's custom made for these contests. That's right. So again, this isn't an off the shelf corporate thing that you buy. This is, this was uh, brought together by experienced officers, seasoned officers in the field, medical professionals, trauma surgeons, uh, range instructors, everybody that worked together, came together to identify these four components in this specific bag to hold them. That's correct. Uh, This bag this this has molly clips on it clips to your headrest we as you know you train and help the guys to know to put it on their um on their driver's side passenger uh, passenger side side headrest sorry Mm -hmm. Uh, but it but it pulls off and this is like a little small football Mm -hmm. so you can very easily you could tell a civilian or your partner where this is in your car uh, or in your uh, suv you can tell them Grab my trauma kit's got a red handle. Just grab the red handle and jerk. Comes off. If a guy's pinned down somewhere or a gal, you can throw it to him. Uh, you can slide it across the floor. You can slide it. You can pitch it. You yeah. Can, and get what they need in that moment to save their life. Um, so it's extremely, extremely important. Uh, I remember when we were doing the research on this, um, I uh, got pushback on how much it would cost for one of these kits. By the time we were done, it was going to be like $135. And then, of course, if we bought more, we got the price down some. When I started doing my research, uh, it, it, the statistic is that a... Uh, a man or a woman who would murder a police officer will spend an average of 13 to 15 years on death row if they get the death penalty at a cost of $98,000 a year. And that officer's life could very well have been saved with 135 Now it's down to like $100. $100 a kit. $100 a kit. That officer's life very well could have been saved and they have been already by this $100 kit. Yeah. Right? So yeah. nine. So when I was talking to some of those who were talking about helping to assist in some of the finances, I said, okay, well, $98,000, you do the math. Mm-hmm. How about $98,000 for 15 years, not counting the trial and what the city's going to pay for the trial. $98,000 for 15 years versus a hundred dollars and the elements that you may have to keep up yeah in the kit yeah and and since that occurred so you know an interesting tidbit <laughs> yeah. is uh this is one of the ways that you and i met it is uh, we actually met to talk about this issue of spiritual conversations in the law enforcement profession trying to find somebody who could help facilitate that and yeah. in that conversation we started talking about these kits and uh Unbeknownst to each of us, we were each independently uh, and with other people working on yeah, this, this working concept. On this, yeah. So we figured out you were trying to get a couple hundred. So I said, well, let's work on it together. Instead of 200, let's do 1,500 for all the officers in one agency. And um, we believed uh, God for that. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
we were able to raise an initial $150,000 to get those kits. That was the awesome. Since then, we've raised the total. Now, I think we're approaching 400000 or more, $400,000 or more. And we've equipped every officer in a major metropolitan city, then every officer in all the surrounding counties of that city. We're now moving throughout the state. And we're seeing officers uh, buy these on their own, order the contents and put them together on their own and using them around the country. So it uh, closes up in a very uh, small kit like that. It's very affordable. Uh, it's $100. We share that not to like sell them, but just to show officers you could buy one of these yourself the contents and put them together and then what we do is um uh we just want to know about the lives saved with them that's what we like to hear about right. is the good stories right. there's been more civilians saved with these kits than officers and officers have had to use them a lot on themselves but even more so on civilians and uh, many lives that would not still be with us today right. had it not been for one of these kits so it's a hundred bucks we could probably put some content information yep. down we below sure the can. video here so people can look it up but a lot of great yep. success stories from that, and uh, I'm sure it'll continue on. Now, what we do, uh, officers will appreciate this, but <clears throat> when we raise the money and get the kits provided free of charge then to the agency, the officers in the agency, right. we make an agreement with the agency. One, you have to train your officers on them. <clears throat> That's right, and we have a specialized training. And that, the good news is yeah. it's it really takes an hour right. is all it takes to be trained on all the contents. But then the agency, the the city, the town, they agree to take on the replacement cost. So if you use a, the tourniquet in there, they provide the They'll replacement provide, tourniquet, yeah. take it from there. Yeah. So it's really seeding those uh, those projects and getting them going. And hopefully we can continue to see it expand out. Now, here's the thing that I advocate for is there's no reason why these can't be in our schools and in our businesses Absolutely. and every place else. Um, people kind of look at me strange. But we're teaching kids how to do CPR. We've That's taught right. children how to utilize AEDs. Yep. There's no reason why we can't teach them. And we know that children can learn to apply tourniquets, do the bandages, and all these things. And it doesn't have to all be about violence. I always say this. You could have a, you, one of your children could fall through a plate glass window at, at school. Absolutely. Cut an artery. Fall off a of playground equipment. You're going to want somebody with one of these kits there with mm -hmm. them. Now, here's the good news. The infrastructure is already in place for this. If we get the kits into the schools or the place of business or the church, the house of worship, right. all those places are required to have AEDs. They have the AED boxes mounted on the walls. Right. Here's the good news. Almost every single one of those have plenty of room in the box uh -huh. where you have the AED to also and put one of these kits kit. in. Yeah. Then there's one on every floor or everywhere there's a box. Um and they're available to people. So, and, and and I don't know. I've heard you know when we first started passing these out. You know, you you had sometimes uh, you know your old crusty sergeant said, "I don't want to be no EMT. I'm not. Y'all trying to make me a medic." Yeah. Uh, and our and our statement to them was no, but I don't know of a cop that I know or have been around that hasn't been on some kind of a crisis scene that that afterwards with tears said i wish there was just something else i could have done that's right while they just had to sit there and pat the individual knowing that if they had one of these elements in their hands they could have at least 
started done something the process. to start yeah. the process. Instead, they had to say what? Help is on the way. It's on the way. Help is on the way. Hang in there, buddy. Come on, stay awake. Come on, help me, ma'am. Just when really this, I mean, you take uh, one one incident where a lady's arm was severed in a car wreck. Yeah. And I mean severed off. Yeah. Now, how many minutes does it take for you to totally bleed out and lose your life? That's right. And she was there. And she was there. This officer was able to put a tourniquet on her arm, stop the blood flow, when they got her to the hospital, the surgeons came out and said, where's the trauma surgeon? said, Where, where's the officer that, and they told him straight to his face, what you did saved her life. That's right. The ambulance could not have gotten to her fast enough. The rescue right. squad could not have gotten to her. So I'm telling you, that officer gets to go home with peace of mind. Mm-hmm. It's not about getting credit or anything like that. Peace that, of heart. Peace of heart to go home and know that just having that one part saved her life. Man, what a story. Right? And for again, for officers, the nice thing is we talked about you could have these in every AED box, so you yeah. know where it's at at all times, right? Same yeah. for your squad car. We uh, we trained to place them on the support post of the headrest on the front passenger seat. You could put it toward the front or toward the back if you're a single or two-person car, yeah. two-officer car. But with that... Then we all have them in the same place. So if I'm on a traffic stop and I go down and you pull up on my stop and I'm down and you to save you from running back to your car, you can just run go right to my car. You we all know where the equipment they know is. Where they are. Yep. We're all trained the same on it. Yep. You think about officers that are working in smaller agencies and they're dependent on one another from different agencies. A sheriff's department with a small town, maybe a constable, a marshal, whatever, state trooper comes in. They all have the same equipment, all trained the same, same place in their cars. There's a lot of power in that. Absolutely. And you can also just tell civilians as well, like you said, get my kit, yep. and they can see where it's at. They can see where it's at. Can where it's at That's right. You talk about counties and deputy sheriffs. Uh, the, the agency I was with in, in Ohio, 400 square miles, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big piece of land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have deputies out there that are in their car alone. And this could be the difference. And, I mean, it's going to take time to just get to you if you're in an altercation. That's right. This could mean this could be the total difference in life and death for you. That's right. So uh, get with your agency. If you're watching this, go to one of your uh, command staff and say, hey, saw this on a video. Uh, we need to get this in our agency yeah and reach out to us we we love helping oh out, listen and uh, we have groups, absolutely uh, to get these and again i want to give a big shout out to lucas oil that was another business that, was that awesome. has stepped forward yeah. they've said hey we want to help assemble these this, that's the great thing you engage folks in the community they get to assemble these yeah. and um they put them together and then guess what when they hear that a kit was used in the nightly news they hear a kit was used and saved Thank a life you. Every person that assembled a kit, what do you think they say? I wonder if that was my kit. And now you've got this connection between the community and the police and the police and the community. Yeah. And um, so just a big shout out to Lucas Oil. Also, my buddy Pete there, who uh, I got to meet through that there experience. Yeah. Hey to Pete. I know he uh, said he's going to be watching the podcast. And, uh, and and just so everybody knows, this is not a commercial. No. We, don't, we do not get one dime or one cent from anybody anywhere Mm -mm. we do not get a dime for or or any money 
for these at all. Uh, the, uh, uh, the putting of them together, the purchasing, all the money that's given, uh, if money's given, goes directly to the, uh, to the putting together an assembly of these kits. Many times volunteers, just like you're talking yep. about, get together, have an event, yep. put them together. Uh, it is totally done at the free will and the heart and love of people for officers and, uh, and the community to say we love you. And I'm telling well, you, and those kits could be out. You know, I always say we like to think big around here. And uh, you know, the Indianapolis Colts they helped provide many kits. They made significant contributions to this right. project. What if every major NFL team or sports team in your state said, "Hey, we're going to take care of making sure every officer in our state has one of these kits before you know it." Thank you. Our nation's covered <clears throat> with them, and think about the number of lives that would be saved. Hey, Just by having a $100 having, kit. Thank you very much. Priceless. <clears throat> and it saves tax dollars. That's right. Because you're not housing uh, a murderer. Or the uh, medical costs that the have to be paid. the medical costs. Thank right. you. So, man, it's, I just it's don't think stuff. you can go wrong in any way, shape, or form. Well, and here's the thing. That's a physical <clears throat> trauma kit. I was well, just thinking that. You yeah. You steal my thunder, Sorry. aren't you? Go but ahead. what we talk about on this channel and this community is... What R&R is, Remnant Revealed, is providing a spiritual Spiritual trauma There you go. And um, so hopefully people see the crossover there of what we're doing and and what we're talking about. That's right. Go ahead. Sorry to steal your No, no, you said it now. (laughs) You made my side start hurting again. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, you did it. Well, I I have a thought uh, about a scripture here today. Lay it on us. Talking about our spiritual trauma kit. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times uh, officers come to a scene. Let's say they were coming to a scene where this is needed, mm-hmm. right? And they're, uh, and they're abrupt. They're strong in telling people what to do. They step in to command the situation. Officer and, uh, presence, strong <clears throat> verbal commands. Strong verbal commands. Direct and, commands. And people get almost offended sometimes by that, Right. Um, well, they do, and what's interesting is we train our people to do that. Yeah, because in a crisis, that's what you need. So or, you'll or, hear an officer say, uh, uh, "Put your hands up, do it now." Yeah, do it right. Now. Yeah. Uh, people say, "Why are they, you know, being?" Yeah. Well, those direct commands cut through all the clutter all that's the clutter. going on, yeah. and really help the person focus on that and do yeah. what they're directing them to do for their safety and the yeah. safety of others. Or they say to somebody, get back, get back, get back. Yep. Because they're having to look at the entire scene in a, in a very spur of the moment. Think of where uh, an ambulance needs to be. A fire truck can pull into uh, how many cars are there? How many people are wounded? Who is the worst? Who can we triage first? Uh, who needs to be extricated from a car? Who caused this? What are the causes? Is there any danger to the public and to myself and the personnel of rescue that's coming? Well, and let's make a connection for um, somebody who's not in law enforcement. Why yep. is that so mm-hmm. important? Well, here's the key, and people see it more and more these days. EMS, medical personnel, yep. firefighters, they're not coming 
until they know that the scene is secure and safe. And they safe. will not come in. People don't understand that. Yeah. You have a scene that's not secure yet. Guess where your firefighters and your medics are? Oh, they're parked down the block, sitting on the corner, waiting for who to tell them that it's safe and secure. And, and people will say, well, they were there. Why didn't they come up? Well, if you have somebody who's an active shooter that's killing people, uh, you don't think they're going to shoot at a, a domestic. Uniform, a domestic. Right. You they're never not coming know. in. Until it's secure. That's right. The person who has to tell them that is the person who has to secure it. That's right. Is the officer. Is the officer. So the quicker they get it secured, the quicker you get the help. That's right. That's why. Um, If you're in a scene like that and you're a bystander and you start yelling and screaming and and telling officers different stuff than what they know they need to do or what they're seeing in the situation, uh, they may turn to you and be very uh, quick to tell you, uh, you need to shut up and calm down. Yeah, blunt. Blunt. Right. Because they're they're trying to use every piece of equipment God gave them mm-hmm. to protect and, again, to serve, right? So they've got to have their eyes, situational awareness. They may be looking at every part of the scene at the moment. They're not sure who's doing what. How many of us know that people lie when they're on the scene and they are the actually the perpetrator, but they're trying to play themselves off as a victim. So you're dealing with deception. Deception. I mean a realm of deception that's out of this world. You found a great verse. Oh, I got another one. Oh, go ahead. At the same time, maybe people who don't like you, don't want you there, but have to have you there. So they're also screaming at you, cussing you, whatever the case may be. And they don't like the authority and the law that you stand for. They're lawless people to start with. Right. Right. Uh, and so they really don't like the law uh, or those who stand for the law or represent the law because they're already lawless. Right. This is a great verse. You brought this verse in today, and uh, I'm going to give you credit for it just so you don't leave pouting, but uh, it's, a, it's a really good verse. Paul kind of deserves some credit. Too. He does. Since he wrote it, let's, uh, yeah, we should give him and, 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 and the Holy Spirit <laughs> the, the real credit for this verse. But it says, but we have treasure. Give the address. Uh, yep, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. We're so going to start there. All the coppers out there, get your road guide out. Many new ones won't even well, understand that. Actually, I'm going to back up, and I'm, I'm going to go to verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. So every cop should understand that you are... You are appointed and anointed by God as a light shining in darkness. That's why you have a strobe on your flashlight. That's why you have a flashlight. That's why you have lights on your car. That's why you have a spotlight. Uh, God commanded light to shine out of darkness. You're representing him. He said, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Now, you know my phrase, I'm going to finish saying the whole thing, uh, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You and I are just dirtbags. Now, I know a lot of cops call uh, criminals that, but honestly, that's what you and I are. We're made up of dirt, dirt and water. Uh, Hey, you made mud pies as a kid. You could have made a human being. That's what God did. He formed Adam out of the dust of so the earth. All bags of dirt. 
We're just all bags of dirt. Some of us are about 10 pounds of dirt in a five-pound bag. So <laughs> that's Some of us, yeah, yeah. And it, and we're pouring out on the edges. <laughs> but uh, why are you looking at me when you said that? Anyway. Continue on. Um, Paul's talking about having a treasure in an earthen vessel. Uh, a lot of times people only look at the earthen vessel, and they do not recognize or understand the treasure that's on the inside of that vessel. God sent his son Jesus not to die for your dirt bag. That's going to go to the dirt. That's going to go back to the dust of the earth. Don't we say that at funerals? Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Mm -hmm. From the ground man came, from the ground he returns. Why? Because we're all cognizant that your human flesh does not enter into a spiritual realm of eternity. Yeah, it decays and just fades your spirit away. and soul. That's right. right. So Paul says, inside of you though, there's a treasure. Now I can either be just frustrated and dealing with your flesh all the time, or I can know that on the inside of you there is a great treasure. You know, we've got the trauma kit for physical injuries, and we're talking about a spiritual trauma kit for, you know, our spirit. Yeah. But you talking about that makes me think about how much emphasis is placed on appearances in our external bag, if you will, um, and how many people place all their focus on that and or forget. get surgery done or cosmetics and yeah. appearances and all the physical appearances when really they're all walking around dead inside. Dead inside, yeah. And what a great shame. I think a lot of times what the public doesn't stop to think about is that that officer that comes on the scene, there's a heart inside of that officer that loves you and does what they do every day and puts up with the pain and the pressure and the battle of, of, of whatever's taken place because they love humanity. Yeah, even when they're blunt and direct. Even when and they're loud taught to do commands. that. Yeah. But they're taught to do that because when humans are in crisis, they don't think right. Right. And you're not listening and you're not seeing everything that's around you. Right. And that officer is there actually to lead you out of the danger and mm-hmm. get you out of the trouble. Um but at the same time, have compassion in their heart for you when you are in crisis and in trouble. Right. Um, well, let me give you an example. If you've got an emergency on an airplane that you're flying in, before you take off, they give you all these safety instructions and all these things, right? Right. Now let's say the bad thing happens. There's an emergency. Been there, done that, right? unfortunately. And yeah. many people have, right? Yep. What did the flight attendants do? Do they suddenly get very direct Loud, blunt, right? Why are they doing that? Because they're trained to do the same thing. That's right. To cut through all the clutter and to get into your, so that you hear them and follow their directions. Why are they giving you those directions? To help you, to keep you safe because they care about you, right? That's right. It's no different with officers. That's right. You're in the airport getting ready to go on the plane. You're on one of those uh, moving walkways. What happens when you get to the end of that? Coming to the end. Coming the walkway to the end. is coming to an end. Yep. And it says it how many times? Over and over, over and yep. over. Why yep. does it keep repeating? Because yep. it knows it's people people know, the designers That's know right. they gotta cut through all the clutter and you'll eventually hear it That's and pay right. attention. Right? Yep. 
It's no different with our officers. Yeah. So the idea that them being direct and blunt and yelling at you, <laughs> command, he was oh, so he rude, was, he abused she didn't me. care, all these. No, yeah. it's the opposite. Yeah, they yeah. really care for you. They need you to act at their command so that it saves your life or others. You read in there, but there's a there's a other key phrase in verse 9. Yeah. That says, uh, persecuted but not forsaken. Well, well let's read verse 8 yeah, before so we go. That. So, so verse 8 says, we are troubled on every side. I don't know of a human on the planet that doesn't face trouble at some point in time. And definitely today we're troubled on every side. How about policing profession? Thank you very much. And you've got... You every have, side. And every side. Yet not distressed. In other words, we know where our hope lies. We're not Peace be, in the middle of the yep. storm. We're perplexed, which means there is not a cop alive that hasn't gone... What in the name of God were they thinking? Mm-hmm. We're, we're perplexed, right? But not in despair. We, we may not understand why things have happened the way they have, uh, but we're not going to be in deep despair. Persecuted. Now, this is a great one today. Mm-hmm. I think this is where you were trying to get to, but mm-hmm. you had to let me, in my high eye, walk you through the process. Mm-hmm. Persecute, no. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Now, that's a powerful statement. That could be a motto. Oh, yeah. That should be on every car. Persecuted, but not yeah. forsaken. Because Protect and serve on one side right. and persecuted, but not forsaken on the other. And, you know, that's such deep hope. When you, when you know God, you walk with God, you can go through hell. I've been in many different countries under many different circumstances. I've been... Uh, with people who are being persecuted for uh, their religion or who they are, I've been I've been in countries where Christians are severely persecuted by other religious sects of whatever that majority is in the nation. Um, I've been in countries where people were severely impoverished; they're persecuted by poverty, and yet have some of the greatest depths of joy and Famine. laughter. Starving, Food, starving. Death. I mean, everything, disease, everything, and yet, and yet, have a great peace in their heart. Hug you, full of love. They didn't have anything, but what they did have, they would give you their very best. <coughs> Excuse me. This word, uh, this phrase, persecuted, but not forsaken. Uh, that that can only pertain to the deepest level with Jesus Christ himself. Because if you, everybody can forsake you, everything in your life can fall apart. You can be persecuted by the worst of the worst, like some of these hate groups and people that just hate cop. They, it's not that they just hate the cop. They hate what the cop stands for, right. what the officer stands for. Um, absolutely persecuted for it, rocks thrown at you, Molotov cocktails, uh, gunshots down the street, uh, shot at. Uh, what's, the t- what's the statistic currently on ambushed officers? It's up uh, 127%. Say that again? 127%. Up. It's up yep. 127% of ambushed officers. That I would call that persecuted in a severe way. Right. Right. But not forsaken. Now, 
Number one, you're not forsaken by God. Number two, you're not forsaken by the public that loves you, wants you, Mm -hmm. the citizens that care about you. And of course here, uh, we do our very best to be a loud voice as possible to say how much we love our cops around here. Um, You can be persecuted, but you can also have a comfort in your heart that everything is not against you and you're not totally forsaken. That's a powerful place to live. That's a peace that passes your understanding. That's right. Because your understanding is, well, everybody hates me. Everybody doesn't want to. I'm loved by nobody. Guess I'll go eat worms. Well, that's not true. You're not forsaken. I want to say that again today. You are not forsaken. And then he goes on and says, uh, I'm cast down, but I'm not destroyed. In other words, I've watched this over the years. You know, we've been loving on cops for many years, over 30 now. And I've watched police officers uh, just take a hit in the media time and time and time again, year after year after year. Always seems like when we're getting ready to do one of our events that our our department goes through a difficult time or, or an officer goes through a difficult season. It always seems to hit. At, at, at the right time, we're, we're getting ready to load up on encouragement and be a great blessing to our officers, and they need it at that moment severely. Right. We're cast down. Things happen in life. People attack you. Stuff happens. Politicians are politicians. You can't stop what they do. However, there is also a group and a presence of Jesus that works through that group that says, we love you, and there's nothing you can do about it, and we're going to stand with you. And and just because you're knocked down or you've you, you've bumped your head or you're you're laying down, you get back up. Mm-hmm. You get back up. I mean, get back up right now because we need you, and we need you on that line, and we need you standing strong. And whatever we can do to be an encouragement, we're going to do that. Well, and that's the point with the name, right? When we say persecuted but not forsaken, that's yeah. that remnant. That's that remnant. Uh, that is always going to be there and is always there. God's not <clears throat> going to let this profession fail. Nope. Because we represent his righteousness. That's right. In making peace. That's right. Um, and he will always keep a remnant. He will not forsake us or what that's we right. do. So when you can place your confidence in that, and again, here's the key. You're placing your confidence in him, God right. Almighty, not your fellow man. That's right. You're placing your confidence in him, Jesus the Christ, Yep. not the politician of the day. Thank you very much. You're placing your confidence in his word, not the political agenda of, of the, the group day. that That's you right. happen to be interacting with at the time. That's right. So set all that junk aside. And what we're seeing is when officers latch on to that and can see the bigger purpose that they have and that even though they may be persecuted, they're not going to be forsaken by the God who has called them to this job, to this life, to this line that they stand. Hey, man, (laughs) there ain't nothing we can't overcome. Oh, that that listen, that shoves a rod up your back like I mean that. You, you really do stand tall then. Well, and that's where officers find that inner drive 
even when they've been critically injured physically. That's right. To be able to power through and survive the That's incident, right. survive the day going. and thrive, right? Yeah. What if we could do that spiritually? Well, you can't. That's the whole That's point. the whole point. And, and you can be cast down. He says cast down but not destroyed. Satan and evil has no permission by God to wipe out this entire planet and everybody on it. He cannot do it. I want you to hear me. Hmm. Biblically understand, he cannot do it. You are on this planet for such a great purpose because God will never turn this planet over to evil. He'll never give this planet to the devil. It will never be his. Now, he has some authority here because man has given it to him. Right. But he does not have rights to this entire world. And when it looks like he's going to have, Jesus will absolutely return and spank him severely. And it's over. Right. It's over. Then there'll be a millennial reign of peace. And the and, and that's it. But in the interim, we're, we are called to hold the line till he comes back. That's exactly right. And what, what an awesome. What an awesome calling. <laughs> yeah. What an awesome. Yeah. That's why I always say uh, preachers are those called to preach the gospel, spiritual leaders, and police officers that are spiritual really and, and that and that they fulfill a spiritual purpose on the planet. It's not just all physical because you don't have a cop for every heart. Right. Or every moral fiber of a human being on the planet. Right. They have a calling and it's to hold that line. They hold the line vocally, spiritually. They hold the line sometimes physically, but also spiritually. And those two things are so so closely related well, why are they so closely related? Because we're fulfilling the same purpose, and that's upholding righteousness and peace on this planet until the time is established that it is a millennial reign of Christ, and there's total peace on the earth for a thousand years. So we're we're out of time. We're, but we're let, leading to <clears throat> something. Let's leave with <clears throat> this: if you if you need proof that this is a remnant uh, that we serve in. Just do the math. Total number of officers, local, state, and federal, is estimated to be around 800,000 in this nation of 300 million. Million. So you do the math on that, it's like 0.12% or something crazy like that. Um, It is truly a remnant that's holding the fabric of society together here. One little line in there that's holding it all together. And if you've been called to stand upon that, or you're a Come spouse on. or a family member of someone who is doing that, and you look at them in awe and think, why in the world are they doing this? Or how can they do that? That's right. The only way they're going to be able to do it is to get rooted in rooted in the spiritual side of what they are doing. Yes, That's we're going right. to care about their physical safety. That's Absolutely. Right. That's a given. We're going to care about their, care about their mental and emotional well-being. Uh, and we're doing great there. But we got to get to the heart of the matter. That's Keep right. them spiritually sound and strong. Yep. <clears throat> and we do that with the word. And uh, hopefully we're able to play a small role in that with this channel, trust this so. community that we're establishing here. Because that's the heart of the warrior. That's right. That, that, that truly is. You don't know where, where we talk about my injury, where I, I got the attitude of the Hollands don't quit. It saved my life. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a two-time cancer survivor. Had I not had that attitude, had I not had that heart uh, from literally fighting for life, uh, I, I would, you know, you just quit on everything. If it gets too hard, if it's too tough. But man, coppers don't do that. Warriors don't do that. A warrior's heart doesn't quit even when well, it gets tough. And so it's not just the same for your job when you're on the job. It's when you go home it's as when well. when you go home. That's right. You don't it's quit your on marriage. your marriage. You don't quit on your children. children. You yeah. don't quit on your friends. You don't quit on every issue of life, your finances, budget, all those things. It encompasses your life. You're not a quitter. Right. And uh, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm thankful that that warrior heart beats in my chest. I know you are too. That's right. But I'm also thankful I was smart enough to yield it to Jesus the Christ and say, I want to serve you <clears throat> and be a warrior of the cross. Persecuted, but not forsaken. But not forsaken. Hmm. Hey, I love you, my friend. Love you too, bro. Appreciate you and uh, love all you guys that are watching. I trust you're passing this on to your partners, to your friends, to other people on your department. Yeah, copy uh, and paste this and, link. Oh, my gosh. Share it with people. Send us a comment. Let us know uh, <clears throat> if there's any questions you have. Throw a question out there. Man, we're not the smartest guys in the world, but uh, maybe if we put our head together, we can come up with one answer. Well, one thing I know is you're not seeing anybody else having these conversations. So That's let's right. have them here and yeah. then build and out from there. It. And uh, we'll start taking this back. And we're going to have a couple more guests here before yep, too looking long. forward to I'm that, looking, too. Yeah, that's going to so be, be awesome. exciting. Hey, God bless you. We're praying for you every day. Be safe. Wear your vest. Protect your life. And uh, we'll see you soon. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Rick and I trust that you heard something that will help your life. And if you believe that it would help others, please make sure and share. Like and subscribe and hit that bell so that you can be notified when the next podcast is available. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.